title of this message is um, Continue in the Faith. Continue in the Faith. Now we're going to start in Hebrews 11, verse 1 in the Amplified Version. Let's start off loud. Woo! Amen. Hebrews 11, 1, Amplified. It says, now faith. I like that. Now faith. Now faith. Right now. Every time you say it, it's now. Now. It says, now faith. <laughs> Darren leans out of the way. <laughs> it's not me, man. <laughs> well, I'll read it to you. It's, it's in the Amplified, Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the, the assurance. It's the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. And being the proof of things that we do not see and the conviction of the reality. We need to be convicted that this book is alive and our faith is real because his word is real and his word is alive. And it's faith perceiving as real fact. It's real and it's fact. If he says you're healed, you're healed. And it's real, and it's fact. If he said you're blessed to be prosperous, well, then it's real, and it's fact. Amen? If he says you're delivered, well, it's real, and it's fact. Why? Because he said it, and it's not, uh, and what is not revealed to the senses. So your senses don't even know what's going on when it comes to faith. Amen? All right. Now, Hebrews eleven six 6 in the Amplified. And it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please and to be satisfactory to him. I like that. You can't please him and he won't be satisfied and neither will you. If you're not operating in faith, you're not going to be satisfied because if you're not in faith, you're in fear. You're either one or the other, right? And so how can you be in fear and be satisfied? <laughs> it doesn't work. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists, and we do. Amen. And he is the rewarder, not a rewarder, the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Sounds like us. That's why we come here on Thursdays and, and Sundays and any other days that we can come in. Why? We're earnestly seeking him out. We're on a mission. Let's go to Colossians 1, uh, verse 15. New, I'm going to be re reading out of the New Living Translation. Of course we will. <laughs> Colossians 1, 15, please. <laughs> Let me know when you're there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do we need to call back up? Are we good? It's on the wall. Okay. Colossians 1, 15. It says, Christ... Is the invisible is the, is the visible image of the invisible God? He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms on the earth, and he made the things that we can see and the things that we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Verse 17, he existed before anything else. He holds all creation together. I like this. Verse 18, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. Christ is the head of the church and also his body. So if you're, if you, if you're talking about the body of Christ, 
Be careful what you say about the body of Christ because you are talking to the, you're talking about the head. If you're complaining about the body, you're complaining about the head. And I, and I, I tell you, be very careful about that. I hear people talking about, well, the body of Christ, blah, 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 blah. None of that. You're talking about the head. Be careful. Anyways, hallelujah. It says, he is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. That's us too. We're raising, we're going on the first load, amen? So he is first in everything for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And he's pleased to live in us. He's pleased. Verse 20, and through him, God reconciled. I looked it up. It means to be rest- he restored relations between, he repaired, he restored harmony to, he patched up and smoothed it out. Reconcile. We're good. That's what he's saying. We're good. The vine says to be changed from one condition to the other. We're in one condition. We are, I know what condition my condition was in. How about you? You know that song? <laughs> Don't go there. Okay. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Anyways, it says from change from one condition to another. Everything to himself. He changed everything that was out of order to himself. We were out of order before we knew him. And he changed us to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. That's the faith that we need to hook into and, and cling to. Verse 21, this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, (laughs) separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. All of us did that. Yet now, he has reconciled you to himself. Come on, we've been reconciled. We're back together. The band is back together again. It is real good. And it says that he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Jesus in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence. I like that. He brought you and me into his very own presence. And you are holy. And this is what pastor was talking about. Holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. And here's where we go. But you must continue to believe this truth. Believe what? You need to believe that you're holy. You need to believe that you're blameless. You need to believe that you are without a single fault. You are good. Right? It says you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. What is the good news? Well, the good news is that you're holy, you're blameless, and without a single fault. Amen. The good news has been preached all over the world. And I, Paul, (laughs) I just had to put that in there. (laughs) I've been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. I'm one of them. So are you. (laughs) Uh, In the the King James in Colossians 1.23, it says, if you continue in the faith grounded and settled, settle it. Be grounded in the fact that, that you're holy. Be grounded in the fact that you're blameless without a single fault. Come on, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard. The hope of, a go- the hope of good news which you have heard, which was preached to every creature. This word is going to be preached all around the world. Every creature. 
all over the world. And I, <laughs> I'm not breaking on me. And, and it says, I have been made a minister. We have been made ministers. The good news, the gospel, the NIV says in Colossians 1.22, to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. They can't accuse you. They can't accuse you. You're holy in his sight without blemish, free from accusation. The living Bible said with nothing left against you, nothing left that he could even chide or scold or rebuke you for. You are good. Passion. It says now, right now, there is nothing between you and Father God. He sees you as holy, flawless, and restored. Everything that is missing back to its natural state. The Garden of Eden. Woo! Where we walk in the cool of the day <laughs> just because. What are you doing just going for a stroll with my dad? Mm-hmm. So you continue in the faith. Let's go to Psalms 92, verse 12, amplified. Psalms 92, 12, amplified. Continue in the faith. Continue in the fact that you're holy. You're blameless. You're without fault. You're restored. Come on, you start talking to yourself in the mirror in the morning. Hey, I'm restored today. I'm holy today. I'm blameless today. I'm without fault. Come on now. People are going to start talking to you. Oh, you know what you did? I'm blameless. I saw what you did. I'm without fault. Come on now. There is nothing left against you. Nothing left that could, could even tick God off. That's what he's saying. Couldn't even chide or rebuke you. Nothing you can do can tick him off. He loves you. Pastor Nancy was talking about the love of God on Thursday. He loves you so much. He can't help himself. Psalms 92, verse 12. Are you there in the Amplified? It says, the uncompromisingly righteous, that's us without compromise, shall flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. Now, when we're down in the Caymans, we saw these palm trees, and they were talking about when the hurricanes blew through, those palm trees would almost touch the ground, but they spring right back up. Why? They got deep roots. They're grounded. They're grounded. And the funniest thing is you, you got a palm tree here, you got a palm tree here, and you got a great big Christmas tree in the middle. <laughs> it was like, um, this looks kind of weird. And they got a machine beside it blowing up fake snow. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it was awesome. But it says you're going to flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful. You're going to flourish. You're going to be useful. This is why you can't just sit here and just take up a seat. No, 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 you, gotta, you need to do something. Be useful. There's lots of things to be done, and there's lots of people to be reached. And, you, and as you do that, you're going to grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. See, the more that you do, the more that you're going to be settled, right? Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. House of the Lord, house of the Lord, planted in the house of the Lord. That means you come to church. You put down your roots. You stay here. 
storms blow. Faith walk continues. Amen. That's how we grow. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Grow, I like this, 14, growing in grace. See, if you stay planted, you will grow. They shall still bring forth fruit in an old age. Still in an old age. None of us have reached old age yet. But when we do, we're going to still be producing fruit. I'll tell you that right now. Amen. They shall be full of sap. Woo! Of spiritual vitality, which and rich in the verdure, that's a condition or health and vigor. Uh, your, your health is going to be strong. <laughs> of love, trust, love, and contentment. Verse 15. They are living memorials. That's why we're here. We're living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful. God has been so faithful. Come on. Has he ever let you down? Never. 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 It's not in him. He'd have to go to hell to bring back some negativity. He ain't going. We're not going. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. And flourish in the Webster's 1828 means to, to open, to expand, to enlarge, to shoot out is in glory. Thinking about the glory just shooting out of you. Everywhere you go. So when you get in the proximity of people, they talk about Peter's shadow. It wasn't the shadow. It was a proximity. That's why you got to get around people. You can't hide from people, get near them, rub up against them. Come on now. Why? Because the more you get close to them, <laughs> the glory's shooting out of you. Bam. Flourish to thrive, to grow luxuriantly, to increase, to enlarge as a, as a healthy growing plant, to be prosperous. See, stay planted and I guarantee you're going to be prosperous. You will grow. We did. Look around, y'all. Everybody here has grown. You think about the, from the first time you got saved to where you are now. <laughs> look back, not long, but look back for a minute and see how far you've come. And go easy on yourself because you're holy. You're blameless. You're faultless. Glory to God. God has never failed you and he never will. Never. It says to be prosperous, to increase in wealth or honor. Your honor is going to be increased too. People walk around talking about, hey, man, I, you know what? That last guy, you ever see his work? It's amazing. And you could say anybody in this room, you see how they work. You see how they operate? Classy. Honorable. To grow in grace and in good works. That's why we, that's why we do what we do. Let's go to um, Luke chapter 8, please. Verse 12, New Living. Luke 8, 12 in the New Living Translation. Committed. Committed. That's us. Actually, uh, we'll take it in verse 13. Talking about the seeds. The seeds on rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, see, this is why you've got to come to church. Deep roots. They believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. 
Come on, we, we, you know, we've seen it happen. But then we've seen the opposite when they come back. Ah, it's a party. Come on now. The, the seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by cares and riches and the pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. But here, here we are. Verse 15, the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest. That's you. Good-hearted people, that's you, who hear God's word, that's you, and cling to it and patiently produce a, a huge harvest. It didn't say just a little bit to get you by. It says a huge harvest. God is huge. His blessings are huge. Woo! Luke twenty-two thirty-one, King James. And the Lord said, Oh, there we go. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you. Do you know who's praying for you today? Him. Has, has Jesus ever had a prayer go unanswered? No. no. And he's praying for us. What's he praying? Keep him faultless, blameless, holy. Let it get into their head. He says that your faith fail not. Come on. Don't let your faith fail. He's been too good. And he's not going to fail you. Let your faith fail not. And when you are converted, when? Doesn't say if. It says when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. New King James says in verse 32, when you return to me, strengthen your brethren. Return to him. Return to him. What'd you do? You turned around and we returned to him. In the Darby translation, it says, once you have been restored, confirm your brothers. Come on. What are you doing? You're telling them the good news. God restored me, brought me back past where I, where I left off. Come on. He's, gonna leave you. he's not going to leave you where he found you. He's going to put you on the road, but it's going to be the higher road. Living Bible says, so when you have repented and turned to me again, again, I like that, again, <laughs> so it's not one and done, it's again, 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 till you get it. Strengthen and build up the faith of your brothers. Strengthen and build up the faith of your brother. That's our job. And sisters. Hallelujah. John 8, 31, King James, please. Strengthen, build up. Because you know when they come back, they're not going to be feeling so hot. They're not going to be feeling like they're ready to run through a troop and leap over a wall. All of you. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> we have all been converted from time to time. <laughs> Strengthen one another. Right? Yeah. Satan has desired to sift all of us. Yeah, because he's a, he's a thief. And he comes as a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. He may not devour us. And this roaring lion has the teeth knocked out of him because the Bible says that God has busted, he busted the teeth of the ungodly. It's in Psalms. So you got some Gumby lion trying to mess with you. I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, he'll gum you. 
<laughs> Might as well get a massage then. <laughs> John, <laughs> John 8, 31, King James. And then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, come on, condition word, if you continue, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, in word and in deed. That's in action as well. Next verse, please. And then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But it's the truth that you know, and the truth that you apply is what's going to make you free. Right? You need to, yeah, you need to know it, but you have to apply it in order. Because, you know, you could, you could quote all kinds of verses, but if you're not applying none of them, uh-uh-uh-uh. I remember, um, oh, who was that? The guy used to do the, the men's advance, uh, the men's ministry. Edmund Lewis Cole, and he said, this Bible is like soap, and it's not going to clean you unless you apply it, and it's true. It's one of the things we remember from him. (laughs) (laughs) Were you around, Jim, at the time of Edmund Lewis Cole? No? No? (laughs) It was, yeah. Yeah, you're a male by choice. No, you're a male by birth and and a man by choice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was, he spoke some truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of truth. Acts chapter 11, verse 19, amplified, please. Acts eleven nineteen. All right. Acts eleven nineteen. Meanwhile, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose in connection with Stephen had traveled as far away as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch without delivering the message uh, concerning the attainment through Christ of salvation in the kingdom of God to anyone except the Jews. They thought that they were exclusive. Never, never become exclusive. Just because people don't believe like you do, they're still part of the body. One body. But there were some of them, um, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on returning to Antioch spoke to the Greeks also, proclaiming to them the good news, the gospel about the Lord Jesus. And the presence of the Lord was with them with power so that a great number learned This is why we come here. We need to learn. We want to learn. You should want to learn about this Bible and what it means for you. You ever try to look through somebody else's Bible? It's foreign. It doesn't feel right. You know, you can, your Bible, you can pick it up and open it anywhere and you can find a verse for you for that day. Try that in somebody else's Bible. I remember one time I did it and I turned to somewhere in Genesis and it was talking about Esau. He was red and hairy all over. I thought, you know what? <laughs> no, this is not good. It says that a great number learned to believe, to adhere to, to trust in, to rely on the Lord and turned and surrendered themselves to him. So as you look, the more that you learn, the more that you're going to turn. Right? So it's not us trying to clean you before we catch you. No, it's, it's, it's us learning you after we caught you. Right? We, 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 t- 
hot. I remember when we first came here and, and uh, Charles Capps videos, video Bible school. And we were like, we got together, but we were so hungry that um, we, we were only doing one class a week. And, and it was like, no, I, I need more. So we started buying courses ourselves and, and just because hunger wanted to learn. And the more we learned, well, here we are, right? Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> Verse 22, the rumors of this came to the ears of the church assembly in Jerusalem, and they went to Barnabas and to Antioch, or they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Verse 23, when he arrived and saw that grace, favor, God was bestowing upon them, he was full of joy. We should be full of joy when God starts to bless one another, the people here, because join the, that's when you start up a me too movement, right? People starting to get blessed. Yeah, me too. Right? People getting healed. Yeah, me too. God's moving in their lives. Yeah, me too. Right? Don't go on the other me too. No, stay positive. Keep it godly. Keep it holy. Why? Because you are holy. You without blemish. Come on now. So any kind of a Me Too movement that you join, keep it holy. Keep it holy. He was full of joy and continuously exhorted. He warned, urged, and encouraged them all to cleave unto and remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord with resolute and steady purpose of heart. Isn't that what we're called to do too? With joy. With joy. Enjoy the trip. Hebrews chapter 4, please, verse 14. New living. Hebrews 4, 14. So then, since we have a great high priest, he's great, who has entered into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Hold firmly. Continue in your faith. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. So, isn't that something? He did not sin. So, as a result of that, of what he did, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. Come. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find his grace to help us when we need it the most. Mm, mm, mm. All point. Isn't it something? So if we're looking to find grace to help us when we need it the most, well, what is, what is listed under grace? Well, number one, you're holy, you're blameless, you stand before him without a single fault. You're holy in his sight without blemish, free from accusation. There is nothing left against you. Nothing left that could even chide, scold, rebuke you. He won't do that. Nothing. Now there is nothing between you and Father God, for he sees you as holy and faultless and restored. Hebrews 10.38, amplified, please. Come on. I want you to get this. I want me to get this. Hallelujah. Because, we, come on, we're continuing on in this. Hebrews 10, 38, Amplified. But the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God. What? 
Okay. My righteous servant, us, shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and God's relationship to man and divine things and holy fervor. And that word fervor is intense passion. Born of faith, conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him because he can't. But we're not like that. We're on the other side, right? Mm, 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 mm. But we are of those who believe, who cleave to, trust in, and rely on God through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and by faith, preserve the soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions being preserved in everything that you do. And the message says, anyone who is right with me thrives on loyal trust. I like that. We loyally trust him. We're loyal. If he cuts and runs, I won't be very happy. (laughs) Verse 39. But we're not quitters. Hello. It says we're not quitters. Mm -mm. Who lose out. Oh, no. We'll stay with it and survive trusting God all the way. We'll trust God all the way. So we're continued. We're grounded now. We're settled. He, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. New Living Translation, please. And it says, when I think of all this, all what? The fact that he considers me holy. The fact that he considers me blameless. The fact that he considers me faultless. The fact that he restored me. I, I fall on my knees. Come on. How he sees you. This is how he sees you. No wonder he fell on his knees. And he prays to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength. Strength to what? To believe absolutely everything that he said about you. Mm, mm, mm. through his spirit, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love, keep you strong. You're going to be like the palm tree. You'll bend, but you'll not break. And may you have the power to understand as God's people, all God's people should, should, should. This is why we're learning to understand. This is why we come here so we can understand how wide How long, how high, how deep is this love that he has for us? How deep is that? How endure? (laughs) Wow. And verse 19, may you experience the love of Christ. You need to see, it's something to be experienced. You can't just read about it. You need to experience this thing. The love of Christ, though it's too great for to understand fully, you have to experience it because you can't understand it. Yeah. We, we, you know, we don't understand electricity, but we know how to turn on a switch. By experience, we turn it on, we turn it off. I don't care how it works. Just make it work. (laughs) 
May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You're going to be made complete. The more that you walk in this, the more that you do this, the more that you experience him, the completeness is going to happen in you. Let's read this in the Passion Translation. Ephesians 3.14. It says, I kneel, so I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. Verse 16, and I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited, oh, come on, he wants to, <laughs> he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. I pray that he would unveil within you and me the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. That's some big stuff. Then, by constantly using, see, by constantly using your faith, we have to constantly use, the more you use it, the stronger you go. And grow. It's just like when we, you know, you're working out the gym, the more that you use the weights, the stronger you become. Same thing with this. Oh, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. His love is resting on you. His love is resting in you and me today. Then you'll be empowered to discover what every one, holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate, how far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. He's going to pour himself into you so you overflow. Everywhere you go, there should be spillage of the glory of God. When you know that deep inside, oh, glory to God, he's got you. Hallelujah. Don't drift away from the gospel. Or don't be moved away from this. What are you talking about? Well, that you're holy, that you're blameless. You stand before him without a single fall. Don't be moved away from that. Stay there. Why? Because you're holy in his sight. You're without blemish. You're free from accusation. There is nothing left against you. Nothing left that he could even, come on, even chide or, or scold you for. He's not mad. Now there is nothing between you and the Father God, for he sees you as holy, he sees you as flawless, and he sees you as restored. This is why um, 1 Corinthians 5, 15, 58, we quote this a lot. Therefore, my beloved brethren, King James, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain, keep coming. It'll show you big, huge, ginormous dividends 
What are you going to get? Him. The completeness of who he is. New Living says, always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. The message just says, uh, be confident that nothing you do for him is is ever a waste of time or effort. Never. Never, ever, ever. Last verse. You ready? Ephesians 3.20, Passion, please. Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion Translation. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and to accomplish all of this. He's doing it. He will achieve infinitely, infinitely more than your greatest request. What are you asking him for today? What do you need? What do you want? He's going to biggie size your answer. He's going to biggie size it. Your most unbelievable dream. What are you dreaming about? What have you stopped dreaming about? What have you put on the shelf? What, you know, where, where did you, where was it where you turned off your dream machine and stopped dreaming and stopped going forward and just shifted into neutral? When did you do that? He wants to flip your switch today. He's going to flip your switch today. He's going to exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every church. Wait a minute. Every church. Every church. Hmm. And every generation through Christ Jesus. And all that will yet be manifest through time and eternity. Now, I went to a different church down in the Caymans. Spirit of the Lord was just as strong there as here. Right? And why? Because God is working. And it's not, it's not because of who you are associated with. It's because we're associated with him. We're connected to him. It's his body. We're connected to the body. And God just wants to pour himself out in us, making us the best we can be, doing the best we could do, having the best we could actually ever, ever have. And God wants us blessed to be a blessing. Can you imagine being so blessed? You can go to your neighbor and just say, hey, listen, you know what? Um, I heard that you guys are having a tough time and with this, you know, the way this economy is going, um, I just want to give you about 500 bucks just to, to, uh, for your groceries. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.